0: Hello, this is Gerald Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, July 12, 2019. And on today's report, I will be talking about the fifth of Hercules 12 labors. No, not really. This report is not about Greek mythology at all. Its actual subject is unfortunately not a myth. The actual subject is the premise that when a nation reaches the level of accepting child rape from those in high places. It is in the bottom of the pit. In the mythology of ancient Greece, Hercules was a demigod, meaning he was the result of a union between the god Zeus and a mortal woman. It seems that Zeus deceived the poor woman into thinking that he was her mortal husband, but another woman, the goddess Hera, was enamored with Zeus. Therefore, hated Hercules. She set out to create hell in his life and was fairly successful in doing so. Since Hercules was half-god or demigod, he had great strength and ability. He was assigned 12 labors that he had to perform. These labors usually involve fighting and killing some legendary dragon or great beast. But the fifth labor of Hercules is our subject for today, King Ageus had a great deal of land, the largest herd of cattle in the world. The stalls of his barn had not been cleaned in 30 years, and so contained the filth of hundreds of thousands of cattle over 30 years' time. Hercules' task was to clean the stalls in one day. So you can see, it was no small labor. Hercules was a clever and resourceful hero, so he diverted two rivers to flow through the stalls, thus washing them out in a single day. The question for our day, then, is who will clean out the Aegean stables that is America today, the filth and corruption that has been accumulating for over 100 years, and I suppose some people would say for the entire 243 years of America's existence, every time. A hero comes along that we think is up to the task. He ends up being corrupted by the filth and just adds more to what is already there so the pile gets bigger day by day. The matter that brought my mind back to Greek mythology is the criminal case of Jeffrey Epstein filed recently in the Southern District of New York by the U.S. Attorney's Office, Division of Public Corruption. When asked why that particular department, the U.S. attorney in charge, said something like, well, I wouldn't read too much into that. Well, how can we not read a lot into it? Why would the division of public corruption bring charges against a man described as a billionaire financier and who has no apparent connection with government? The answer has to lie somewhere in the corruption accumulating in Washington which most of us hope will be at least partially cleaned out by this process. I'm sure you are aware by now that Mr. Epstein has been charged with one count of sex trafficking of minors and one count of conspiracy to traffic minors and the two charges together, carry a maximum sentence of 45 years in prison. He reportedly carries a lot of names around in his Rolodex, not just any names but the kinds of names that might pay huge sums for silence, the kinds of names that can get a person 45 years in prison reduced to almost nothing. Please keep in mind that none of those names have ever even been charged with anything, so it's all just speculation at this point. But Mr. Epstein himself has certainly been up to this behavior for decades. He has been caught and charged before about a decade ago he was arrested charged with running a sex trafficking operation in Florida on his private island in the Caribbean, in which several, perhaps hundreds of minor girls, experienced rape and other forms of sexual abuse. I don't like to use terms like abuse, trafficking, etc., when what we're really talking about is the rape of children. These were children from difficult situations who don't count. Don't matter to anyone, so they end up in Mr. Epstein's demented torture chamber, the locals reportedly referred to as Pedo Island. When finally caught, he pleads out for himself and gets immunity from prosecution for all of his co conspirators. He ends up serving 13 months in the private wing of a Florida jail with at least 12 hours of each day spent in his Florida mansion. That's not much of a sentence for what this man allegedly did. But he's a very unusual, very special man. There are rumors flying around that he might be a U.S. intelligence asset. But regardless, he is said to be worth more than a billion dollars. But where all that money came from remains a mystery. He doesn't seem to work or have an office. And although he is described as a financier, He doesn't finance anything, and a businessman that has no business. He does own a lot of very valuable real estate, including a 45,000-square-foot condo in Manhattan, a 7,700-acre ranch, in New Mexico, a Palm Beach mansion, a mansion in Paris, and a private island in the Caribbean. In addition to all the real estate, he has many of the other obvious trappings of wealth. Including exotic cars, motorcycles, a small private jet, as well as a large transoceanic private jet. He is 66 years old now, but he apparently emerged in the public eye back in the 1970s. So he has been out there doing what he does for a long time, decades in fact, and hundreds of girls all over the world have suffered. Because of him, he doesn't have a college degree, but he has been hired by some amazing people. He's done amazing things. He gave $30 million to Harvard University, and now there is testimony that academics have also been caught up in his web. The Miami Herald led the way to get this case reopened. I watched a video that newspaper did showing the testimony of some of the girls And their stories indicate that this man is a pretty sick individual. He assembled quite a Rolodex, as I said, including some of the more prominent players in Hollywood and academia, as well as a former president of the United States, a former secretary of state, a current president of the United States, a member of the British royal family. Former President Bill Clinton flew on Mr. Epstein's private jet 26 times. According to the flight logs, although Mr. Clinton says it was only four times and he, quote, knew nothing about his crimes, end quote. The flight logs clearly indicate 26 times, as does the testimony of other passengers. Hillary Clinton was also listed for several trips. Many of the Clintons trips were actually to Mr. Epstein's private island where many of the crimes against children took place. Is Bill Clinton's story believable? Not really. But I suppose he could have been duped into believing that these children were all 18 years old or older. A halfway decent prosecutor, let alone a U.S. attorney, could easily tear that story apart. He flew 26 times. There were, according to many witnesses, girls on the plane as well. Thus, its nickname, Lolita Express. Don't you think an intelligent man such as Bill Clinton would have caught on that those girls were underage after, say, oh, 15 trips? I don't know what happened on that island, but I've seen enough videos, enough interviews to think that it was pretty sick and demented. Mr. Epstein built some type of temple of huge dimension on the island. Pictures of it are out on the Internet. The girls tell some pretty horrible stories of what went on there and what that temple was dedicated to. Could it be that the Public Corruption Division of the U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District of New York, brought this case because they want to use it to pry open all the sick corruption in the federal government? I suppose that's possible. But if so, it would be unprecedented how many child rapists are currently occupying jobs in the federal government, both elected and appointed. I certainly don't know the answer. But I would wager that Jeffrey Epstein could make a fairly educated guess. I hope this is a serious investigation that doesn't end up with what amounts to a slap-on-the-wrist plea deal in exchange for low-level names that mean nothing. If that happens, there's something really wrong here. The people should demand an answer. There was once a rule of law in America. To answer Eric Holder's question, when was America great, well, Eric, America was great when it had a rule of law that was respected. When you have the avenue to address wrongs, as we still do in America, then wrongs cannot be allowed to go unanswered. Child rape is wrong. It's evil, sick, and demented. The product of a reprobate mind, it cannot be allowed to go unpunished. If laws are not worth enforcing, they are not worth following. Just look at what is happening on the southern border, to see my point. Many in high places want the peace and prosperity of a civilized nation without the inconvenience of following civilized laws. They just can't abide the thought of being forced to obey the same laws as everyone else, not when they are rich and can hire Alan Dershowitz to represent them. Those willing to, unwilling to submit to the rule of law need to lie in their beds at night wondering when justice will break down their door. Revenge is bitter medicine it doesn't cure suffering. It doesn't close any wounds. Justice is what I'm talking about, not revenge. But if you're going to live in a civilized world, revenge meted out in the form of justice is sometimes necessary. As H.L. Mencken once said, injustice is easy to bear. It's justice that stings. Well, it needs to sting some people right now. Our confidence in every Department of this government will never be recovered. An interesting side note in this case is that James Comey's daughter has been assigned as one of the prosecutors. She is an assistant U.S. attorney in that division, apparently. For some reason, she was not conflicted out. Her father is James Comey, former head of the FBI, previously. Fired by President Trump, he was very prominent in the attempted Democrat and mass media coup to destroy a duly elected American president. So we'll see if that turns out to be a conflict that taints the investigation or not. Maybe she's an unusually discerning daughter and understands what her father is. Perhaps she takes her job and title seriously. What about the legions of the woke? I wonder what they will do with all this child rape in high places. Will they portray these children as prostitutes as they once did in Mr. Epstein's first case? Don't worry about them, folks. They've got their plans. Nancy Pelosi's daughter, who works at DNC, that's the Democrat National Committee, tweeted that, quote, some of our faves are likely to be implicated. Doesn't that imply that she possibly knew and Nancy possibly knew for a while that some of their faves were guilty of child rape yes where is the hashtag me Too movement when you really need it this story cannot be allowed to disappear because someone's political agenda might be affected the rape of children is about as far into the filth as a nation and people can go and still survive this story goes down many more rat holes Than I have time for on this report, folks. But let me give you, in conclusion, what I think could be done if everyone was on the same page. The child rape must be punished no matter who does it page. Perhaps in the mythological world of Hercules, he could be tasked with diverting the Potomac to flow through Washington, D.C. and wash out the filth. But barring that, here's what I think could happen. The U.S. Attorney could sit down with Mr. Epstein and his team of lawyers and say, Jeffrey, I have an offer for you. And here it is. You can spend the rest of your miserable child raping life in the federal supermax at Canyon city, Colorado, as a rich man, or you can spend part of your life in federal maximum security below supermax status and part of your life as a poor man in the outside world, all your wealth and property were obtained through the criminal child raping enterprise you set up so your property will be confiscated, sold in the proceeds used to compensate victims and to reimburse the government for prosecuting you. To get this sweet deal, you must give up every name, every video, every recording, and every witness to every rape you and all the other low-life, scumbag, rich and powerful people committed. If you withhold one name, One video, one dollar of one offshore account, the deal is off. And I have a trip coming for you to Colorado. If there are murders on any of these tapes, you have a death row cell waiting for you. That's my final offer. Non-negotiable, Jeffrey. If you don't want it, that's fine. Let's try the case and let the jury decide because I don't think they will be as generous as I am. Finally, folks, am I creating more mythology like the ancients? Probably so, but I hope not. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.